So we're starting a six-month series that we haven't got time for, so we're doing it in one week. So we've got about 20 minutes where we're going to look at the subject of, it will come up on your screens, honour the culture of heaven, as it's being called. So this is part of our family reunion series, because we were all getting back together this month, and we were doing picnics, and we were going out to Love Ashford, and other things have happened. But never mind, we are still reuniting. It's great to have people in the room. It's great to have you still connecting with us at home as well. Okay, so honour. Honour is the pathway that forges new relationships and strengthens existing ones. It is the glue that binds us together, the bedrock of family. So read that again. If you want to photograph it, you can. At home, you can photograph it. Honour is the pathway that forges new relationships and strengthens existing ones. It's the glue that binds us together, like the bedrock of family. So love, we know, can look like many things. It can look like uh, faithfulness, sacrifice, trust, patience, kindness, loads and loads of things. But it also definitely looks like honour. So to honour, we use a U in this country, to honour because we spell it correctly. Um, so to honour is to hold people in a, in a high regard, in a high esteem, to value them, to, dare I say, conspicuously value them. It is something that probably would be noticeable by other people, that you are deliberately holding people other people in a high regard. Sometimes other people may think, well, they're not even worthy of being held in high regard. But nevertheless, we hold people in a high regard. We prize them. We value them. So Julian Adams, who is a guy who um, runs an organization called Frequent C. It's like a prophetic thing, Frequent C. See what he did there? And he's also just in the middle of planting a church in Boston that has this incredible tagline. This is all in brackets. We are a community being birthed around family, feasting, and knowing the reality of belonging to his glorious kingdom. Yes, we like Julian Katya Adams. Um, Anyway, he describes honor as being the culture of heaven. If If you were to walk around heaven Honour is what it feels like. That's what it feels like. So it says this, Jesus said um, this, So I give you a new commandment, love each other as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know you're my true followers. So that basically means this. You are going to love people so well, of which honour is a part, You're going to love people so well that people will say, that person there, they're not like everybody else. They stick stick out like a sore thumb. Ah, they're one of those cult people, aren't they? They're one of those people who follow and love Jesus. That's who they, I knew they were different. I knew they were different. It is meant to be that obvious. Love each other as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know. What? Everyone will know that you're my true followers. 
So Christians, as they're called, if you have said yes to Jesus and do your best to follow him, should stick out like a sore thumb. Why blend in when we were born to stand out? Now, some people take that verse there to mean, this is a little kind of in brackets, like we've got time for brackets this morning, but it, some people take that to mean, um, so for when you demonstrate the love I have for you by loving one another, that basically means loving other Christians. Well, I can love other Christians, but that's not what Jesus is talking about. Our extravagant love for everyone for which honour is a part is the, 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 the thing that identifies that we are different. If you have said yes to Jesus and are going after him. So how can we show honor to people? I've got two main um, ideas. One moment. Oh, how do you do that? Oh, there we go. Sorry, it went off my screen for some reason. <clears throat> Here's the first one. Look for the divine spark. Wherever, whenever, whoever. So I just want to make sure your voices are working. And in a nod to our American friends, everyone say, Divine Spark. Divine. Brilliant. Turn to your neighbor. Don't breathe over them, but say, Divine Spark. Excellent. And you at home, well done for taking part. And I saw you rolling your eyes. I saw you rolling your eyes. Oh, I can't believe we're doing that speaking out thing again. So look for the Divine Spark. And this is why. This is what happens. This is right back in Genesis, right at the beginning of the Bible. It says this. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they, men and women, may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Wow, we're getting it. Okay, we're getting it. It's okay. In just two verses, let us make mankind in our image. So God created mankind in his image, in the image of God. God created them, male and female. He created them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone is created in God's image. So we're looking for that divine spark in everybody, because everybody carries something of the person who created them. Everybody does. Yeah, but they're, they're not a Christian. They've never bowed the knee to Jesus. They've never been baptized. They've never been confirmed. They've never prayed the prayer, the mythical prayer. No, they haven't done that. Yeah, but they're still made in God's image. They still have something of the Father creator about them. So that includes the person you cut up at the lights. That person also who crossed over the road to avoid you. They too are worthy of honor because they are made in the image of the Father. The person who accused you of doing something you didn't and now isn't talking to you and probably putting it all over Facebook. The person who is running the council or the team or the country. The bus driver who asks you to ensure you're wearing your face mask and they're just doing their job. They're all made in the Father's image. The person who holds an entirely different life view to you. You feel a bit more like that because of the things they think. The person who holds a different theological perspective. The person from your past who just seems to hate you. 
every single person you meet, every single person has got that divine spark on the inside. We share the same creator, Father, everybody. Here's some further evidence of this spark. It says, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of us? Human beings that you care for us. You made us a little lower than God himself and you crowned us with glory and honor. And here's this same theme again. You have made us. When I consider the work of your hands, the stars, etc., I look at the heavens and God, you are mindful of us because he created us. So all the time we're dealing with someone, I know I'm laboring this point, but I want to make sure when I know I get a hallelujah from everyone in the room, I'll know we've either moved to America or you're getting it. But we are always dealing with someone who has the very imprint of God in them. They pass a striking resemblance to God himself. God has arms, God has legs, God has a head, God has a heart. It is up to us for look, to look for that spark, and it can be hard, especially when we don't want to see it. Now, Nick had, um, had a, an uncle who wasn't really an uncle. Um, that's what you had back in the day, wasn't it? Everyone was uncle something, um, if they were fellas, you know. And so this guy was called Uncle Pilly. And unfortunately, when Nick was a couple of months old, uh, her dad, Clive, died when it was only a couple of months old. But, and so Uncle Pilly, who wasn't an uncle, but he was an incredibly good friend of Clive, Nick's dad. And what he did from that point on was he would come round and see Nick and her two sisters every Friday night. Would come to as many school plays and assemblies as he could. Now, did he like the three girls? Did he love Nick and her two sisters? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. But do you know why he behaved in the way he did? because he knew their dad. That's why he did what he did, because he knew their dad. And he looked at them and thought of their dad. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, thankfully. God has created that person. And as we remember that, we begin to treat them accordingly. We value them. We hold them in high regard. We honor them, because I know who your dad is. I know who your dad is. It really matters. So we're still looking for this divine spark. Now, there is a scuppering to all of this. If we continue to entertain that we're, we are related to apes and our great ancestors are amoeba, then it goes to reason that we are merely a random bunch of atoms. And therefore, so is that other person that I'm currently not forgiving, I'm ignoring, I've got the ache with, or I'm criticizing them and slagging them off on anti-social media. This is new name. I'm fed up calling it social media. It's not social at all. Every person we hold in contempt or become a keyboard warrior against, we are grieving the heart of the Father. So it doesn't mean you can't disagree with someone. We're not saying you have to agree with people all the time. But I don't know about you, if you are fortunate enough to have kids, I have three. No one gets away with criticizing my kids without grieving me, even if it's justified. They're my kids, and I feel it when someone criticizes them, 
even if it's entirely justified in what they're saying. How do you think God feels? This is what honour looks like. Like I've said so many times, put your phone down, step away from antisocial media, keep our mouths closed unless we have something positive to say. You realise most of the time someone's annoying you, it's because there's an issue in you that needs sorting. And in me. So most of the time, the people that rub me up the wrong way, God's saying, <coughs> Chris, shall we talk? I heard Joyce Meyer say years ago, if you walk away from one awkward person, God's got another one waiting just around the corner because it's you he's trying to change. And we're just blaming, if only they, if only they, if only they, all the time, it's everyone else. We even sometimes say, you're right, yeah, I'm fine, it's everyone else, isn't it? Ooh. One of those things that people say, that's hilarious. So, honour believes the best in people. Maybe that person was really short with you because they're having a terrible time. Honour remembers that there's always a why behind the what. Honour covers people's shortcomings rather than gossiping them or sharing them as a prayer concern. Honour speaks of people how we would wish to be spoken of. Josh Brown, I'll just give him a little nod at this point. He's really good at this. He is really good at this. I have not heard Josh speak badly about someone in like months and months and months and months. It's like you can't even coax it out of him, even when you want support to feel justified that you've got the ache with someone. So a, a massive nod to him. He speaks of people how we would wish to be spoken of. And honour looks at a person and naturally looks to defend them. It looks to defend someone. That's what honour looks to do. It looks to cover them. It looks to put your arm around and say, back off. Yeah, but you don't know what they've done. Right now, I don't care. Back off. That's what honour looks to do. So we're just going to take a moment. If just in the room or at home, just close your eyes a minute. Just going to, we're going to pray for a second. Father, will you just reveal to us anyone that we have been dishonouring. Maybe, Holy Spirit, you just drop a name into our head or a, a, a picture of a face. And we want to say to you, Father, we are so sorry that we have dishonoured that person. We haven't held them in high enough regard to bite our tongue. Father, will you guide us as to whether we need to do any repairing in that relationship? Sometimes it, we don't need to, and other times it's a good thing to do. Just show us, Lord. Just show us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just uh, while we're in this moment, I think, I, I believe God is showing some people some pictures of kids like when they were at school and some of those things that they, have, that they said over their fellow pupils. So you think, oh, we were just larking about, we were just kids, that was years ago. But like they have become forms in people. I could think of just even some of the things I said over other pupils. God, we are so sorry for where we have dishonoured other people and therefore disrespected and dishonoured you. Okay, so that's number one. 
Look for that divine spark. Number two, related very much. Encourage that spark. This is what honor looks like. It means that we'll, we'll look for that spark. And then like when you have a bonfire that you can't quite get going, you go and find a big piece of cardboard and you start flapping at it. This is what we are to do. And this next slide, you'll see it says, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Now, you might think, well, isn't that like confirming the point you've just made? We know we've got the divine spark. Everyone has a divine thing in them. They're made in his image. Yeah, but it's, this, this is, we're moving this on now. How do I begin, begin to encourage that divine spark in someone? The answer lies in the I word that is under threat more now than ever, certainly that I have been alive, and that is identity. And I start, our starting point for anyone is you are not a random bunch of atoms. You have been designed. You have been created. You have been knitted together. You only have to look at the complexity of the human brain and think, how can that have come from an explosion? We had the fire just over there. Can you see the damage these random things do? I haven't gone over there and there's now like a new Mona Lisa. It destroys things and damages things. So this is our starting point with people. People suffering with addiction. Any addiction. I know that they were created. I know God has created them for a purpose. I know God intricately says, knit me together in my mother's womb. The people who say, oh, I'm just not worthy. Yes, you are. I'm going to fan this spark in you that says, I know that you have an imprint of the Father in you and you're created in his image. The people who say, I was an accident. Not in God's mind, you weren't. Maybe you were unexpected, but you weren't an accident. <laughs> Equally, there are people who sometimes can make decisions. And when you have relationship with them, underline that bit if you're making notes. When you have relationship with them, you can remind them, you're better than this. This is not who you are. You can make better decisions than this. It's not a stroppy thing. It's reminding them. It's reminding them of the divine in them. Like you, you've been made, you've been fashioned, and you've been made for something better than the set of decisions you're currently making, friend. But I, I can't stress enough, it's not our place to go around saying that to people. It's our place to go around loving people. And love is the bridge over which truth can travel. So check this out. Next slide, thank you. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This now is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. What day dawning? Are we talking about the day of when we all inject our veins with something that we hope will stop us getting more coronavirus? No, the day dawning is Jesus coming back. He is coming back, and that's what, that's what it's talking about there and saying, because of this, we need to be discovering creative ways to encourage others and motivate them towards acts of compassion. This is what we are to do. 
So I'm asking you the questions. Who are you encouraging at the moment? Who are you literally putting courage into at the moment? You can do this. I'm right behind you. Text me when you're going in. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to come with you. Who are you building up? Who are you making strong? Honour looks like all these things. Someone who's brilliant at this, actually, is Andy Fearon, who leads Carlisle Vineyard. And Andy, if you're watching this, I doubt whether you are, because you're probably doing your own thing. But anyway, hopefully at some point you'll pick this up. You are brilliant at this, mate. Absolutely brilliant. He, he seems to find the most incredible things to encourage you over, and then waxes lyrical about them to the point you're like, oh, stop it. Andy. Um, but slightly closer to home, Chrissy Wheatley. She's great at it. Charlotte Rawlings, another one. He's brilliant at it. They see the divine spark, the thing of God. They get their big flappy bit of cardboard and they find a way to fan it. So here from Romans, so this is Paul writing to the church in Rome. He says this, our goal must be to empower others to do what is right and good for them and to bring them into spiritual maturity. What? This is our goal, to empower others and to do what is right and good for them and bring them into spiritual maturity. How amazing is that? This is, our, this is our role. This is a command. This is what God says, this is what I want you to do. So we just bring this to a close and we look at what we said at the beginning and then the two aims underneath. We can just leave those on the screen for a few moments. Honour is the pathway that forges new relationships and strengthens existing ones. It's the glue that binds us together. In other words, the value that we place on other people and therefore how we treat them is what marks us out. It stops us sounding like everyone else on anti-social media. We stand out. You're not like everyone else. And it doesn't even seem to give us the option here of just being quiet and inoffensive. That's not an option here. We, so many of the bits we've read from the Bible today and seen, they've got really active verbs in there. None of them are passive. Just chill and don't offend anyone. Didn't say that anywhere. You're definitely going to offend people. If you haven't offended anyone lately, you need to see what you're up to in your life. Up your game. Uh, so we tie that together. It's the pathway that forges new relationships and strengthens existing ones. So we look for the divine spark. We get our big bit of flappy cardboard and we fan that thing into flame. We fan it and we fan it. This is what we're to do. Men, we're terrible for banter to save ourselves actually dealing with a decent conversation of meaning. So we just kind of banter around. Women, a bit more giggly and like that. I know sweepinggeneralization.com. In 10 years, I'll have to put something out and apologize for these comments <laughs> and all that kind of thing. Right now, it's okay. Just. Um, but, uh, but we can so easily get into these spaces to avoid us having to do anything meaningful and meaty. Well, who was the last person you asked, how's your relationship with God going at the moment? Is there anything I can do to support you? Do you know what? I'm really struggling to get up in the mornings and pray. I said I wanted to do it, and I'm just struggling to get up. What time are you getting up? Oh, I'm trying to get up for 6.30. It's not really working. Tomorrow morning, I'll get up at 6.32. I'll text you. Let's do the first bit by FaceTime, just five minutes. I'll pray for you while you're up. That kind of thing, we're fanning it into flame. We need to finish. So let's stand.
God, help us to see the divine spark and then pick up our big bit of flappy cardboard and fan that into flame in people. Even the people who say, well, I don't even know what I think about God. God, we look at them and we see you. We see the imprint of you. Help us to honour well and be recognised for how we honour people. Speak to us, God, in the coming days. We are not done with this subject and you are not done with us with this subject. We thank you that you crown us with glory and honour and we want to go and do likewise. Thank you, God. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.